The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owners, staff, or management of this radio station. Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and this is Powered Up Talk Radio. And we have a great show today. We're going to visit with Judy Brizendine and she wrote some great books. She wrote a journal and a um, book about remapping your life when you have loss and loss changes everything. It happens to all of us. We can't let it derail us because that's all about what being powered up is about. But before that, I'm going to go to my lovely co-host in New York City who's going to talk to us about Bloomington and our makeover yesterday. Yes, I mean, the good news just keeps coming. I, you know, when you're on a roll, it feels so good. I've been talking, I guess, for months about the possibility of doing our Veterans Day um, event at Bloomingdale's. Well, we actually met with them on Friday, and uh, we're a go. And, Stan, it was almost like surreal because I'm sitting there, and the, there was four women from Bloomingdale's, and they were so excited. They were so excited about the, you know, about the possibilities. And, you know, I thought I have to go in and sell it and sell it. And they were just like, oh, my God, we can hardly wait. And, you know, it's going to be so marvelous. And what can we do? And we're going to get Bobby Brown to do the makeup. And we'll get Donna Karen to do the outfits for the, for the you know, for the veteran women that we're going to be honoring that day. And... Um, and then one of the women, uh, then she's head of education um, at Bloomingdale's, had just come back uh, from down, downstairs on their main floor where they had done a rally. And this rally was all about, you know, this big, this big monumental move uh, of the gay and lesbian community last week. Uh-huh. And so they did a whole rally for um for that in Bloomingdale's and they had like 250 300 people on their main floor and speakers and a whole program and she was so psyched up about how well that turned out that she says we have to do a rally like that for Veterans Day. You know, Absolutely. we will, and we'll get, you know, we'll get all uh, Bloomingdale's employees and a lot of uh, people and we'll, you know, after the breakfast, now we're having a breakfast up at a restaurant, which is just unbelievably charming. Um, and I didn't even know it existed in Bloomingdale's. It's called Le Train Bleu. And it's like a railway car. It's like one of, it's like being on the Orient Express. You know, it's just beautiful with the little lights. It's like going back in time. 
So we're going to have our breakfast there uh, for about 70 people early in the morning, and then we're going to go down to, to this rally in the store. And, um, you know, so how excited can I be about that? Holy cow. Well, that's really exciting, you know, because one of the things that I've seen as a trend, you know, um, is people really coming on board to support our veterans uh, over the last couple of years. Because, you know, and I know I've mentioned this a lot when I speak, but I don't know if I've said it on the show. When we think of the word veteran, we think of, you know, the 70, 80, 90 something guy, you know, pushing a cart around Walmart, you know, with his USS whatever hat on. And the face of veterans has really, really oh. changed as we've, you know, we're into year 10 in this war in Iraq and Afghanistan. And, and how, and how. We've got female veterans, which we've had in the past, but we have whatever, what is it, 20%, Linda, are female uh, service members? Yeah, and, and they're, they're young women. I mean, when I'm doing these makeovers, you know, I'm amazed. I mean, some of the women are so, they're drop-dead gorgeous. I mean, when, you, when they're made over, oh, my God. I mean, I... <laughs> I'll jump ahead to yesterday where we did our July 4th makeover, and it still bowls me over. You know, we're doing them in some of the highest-end um, salons in New York City, and there's a lot of them, where, where women come in and, like, money's no object, uh, and, and they are giving us service as like you would not believe. So they come in for color and cut and nails and... It's, you know, and, and they're excited. And, the, and yesterday they had a whole table set up with, with goodies like croissants and bagels and muffins and, and champagne and orange juice and coffee and, and gift bags. Our women walked away, our veteran women walked away yesterday with gift bags that were worth like over $500 of, of stuff. Wow. I mean, isn't that incredible? There was one, one of uh, the high-end, and I mean high-end, um, sunglass manufacturers where their, their glasses are like, they think they start at $300 a pair. They, they, oh they gave the glasses to, to the women. You know, each woman got a pair of glasses. But one of the women, um, I mean, she's, we talk about a change in the look of a veteran. This woman is 25 years old. She joined the Army when she was 15, oh, 17, I'm sorry, 17. She has been to Iraq. She has been to Afghanistan. And she's 25 now. And at the end of the year, she's going to retire. Now, she's got all of that under her belt. She's 25 years old. That's amazing. It's amazing. You know, and Linda, it's so important that we talk about stuff like this on Powered Up because, you know, historically we haven't had that many women veterans coming back. So there really hasn't been a need for this kind of building of self-esteem and worth and gratitude and thankfulness, you know, with respect to beauty. Uh, That's something that's very new. It is. I mean, and I mean, you just have to be there at one of our events to to witness it because the emotion is just. I mean, it is so evident in our life. And I mean, the, the women cry. Oh, and then we do our new. The new addition is we 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 always we have a singer now, uh, an a cappella singer, come in and sing the Star Spangled Banner. I mean, and that always, you know, that always chokes everybody up. And they parade out in their, you know, their, um, in their grand finale uh, makeover duds. And they, they just look gorgeous. But And yesterday we had CBS um, 
news here in New York, come and film it. So that was wonderful. So now, you know, if you go to my, I guess, the Shining Service on Facebook, Shining Service Worldwide on Facebook, you can see the videos. And, and we have this wonderful photographer. And everybody's donating their time and service to this. And I, I still can't wrap my head around it. It just totally leaves me st- I'm speechless and laughing as I say that as I'm yakking on and on. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it is speechless. You know, you know, I remember last year when I was at the Shining Service Worldwide event in New York City and, you know, one of the honorees said not only on camera but to me privately was that I thought my country had forgotten about me. And there's so many things beyond a pretty hairdo, a nice dress, a, you know, good layer of makeup on your face. I mean, what does it do with the women internally? How do you see them change grow you know during this process well because they can they can see possibilities i mean it does so many things these makeovers first of all it gets you um to be part of our shining service community i mean we had two two um young women drop dead gorgeous i've got to do a calendar or a book with our makeovers because the pictures and the stories are just totally amazing but they we we made them over for president's day which was what back in february they've come to every one of our events since then and one of them um started her own cupcake business so she brought cupcakes um shaped in the um like the american flag oh you know so you know that's on it's just so they get involved and then they pay it forward and it just gives them to know, like you said, to know that somebody cares about them, someone is there to help them if they need the help. Um, you know, it, it just it it makes a difference. It 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 it's a beginning of a of a new way of thinking. It's an internal makeover and an external makeover. That is fantastic, you know, and I love that you brought that, you know, internal makeover over because, you know, it's so important. Um, It does matter what the outside looks like. I'll be honest, you know, that's just the way it is these days. But if your inside isn't in order... Um, that's going to be a problem in whatever step forward you take in your life. And I'm so excited that we have Judy Brizendine, uh today on the air with us because she talks about grief. And, you know, grief is such a sad subject, but we're not going to make it that on our show. We're going to talk about tools and techniques because, you know, Things happen to all of us, whether it happens to us, you know, intentionally, whether it happens unintentionally, if you're part of a war, if you have a child die or a spouse die or go through a divorce or a family member that's sick or you're sick yourself. I mean, life happens. Grief is just part of what we go through. And that's going to be part of our internal uh, powered up today when we bring Judy on, Linda, because we all have trauma in our life. We all have sorrows and grief. I mean, I don't know anybody who hasn't no it's, it's it's part of life it is and it's one of those parts of life that we don't really talk about um other than going i'm sad or she's grieving well of course she's grieving you know so and so just died but when you look at this book like i read it i thought it was really interesting and i wish i had read it uh before my mom died and when i had my uh divorce um because it put into tangible terms 
different things that we experience with respect to grief. And we're all different. We all process things differently. But there were some commonalities. So I'm really excited uh, to bring uh, Judy to our show today, Linda, because as a business professional whose life was changed after the sudden death of her husband, she has lots that she can share with us so that we can take that grief process, get through it, and move on with our lives. Yeah, and it, it, it's not an easy thing, and, and everybody handles it differently, and I guess it's very important, and we'll find out that you handle it in your own way, because it's not one size fits all, and if you try to say, well, you know, so-and-so got over it in, in three months, what it's like baby, you know, like baby weight, you know, how come I can't? And then exactly. it just makes you feel worse and worse. Exactly. So you're not going to want to miss it. Come back after the break, and we're going to visit with Judy Brizantine, who wrote this great book and journal called Stunned by Grief. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. We'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. With Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin, here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. 
Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are going to talk about grief today, but you're not going to find any sad girls on the show today. You're going to find girls who are remapping their life when loss changes everything, and since all of us experience loss at some time or another, having these tools are vitally important, and Linda, you know, you and I were just talking about this last week uh, with respect to my kids and going through the divorce and all the services that are available out there. And for my kids to learn at ages six and nine about grief and separation and loss and frustration and anger and what those emotions indicate and mean is just an unbelievable tool set, um, Linda, that I never had as a kid. I don't even think we had any awareness. No, I, I never um... – I never had it for sure because I, I think any time there was any a, a death or a funeral, I was never I never went because you know that wasn't a place where you took children, and you know so I I you know I I don't really even think we talked about it, but we didn't talk about a lot of things back in the day. So I guess that that's the way we handled it. If you didn't talk about it, then it was okay. Right, or it didn't happen, or it wasn't going to happen, yeah, or you'll you just, deal with it when you happen. But just you know, sweep it I under found, the rug. That's it. Right, sweep it under the rug. Um, I found with reading, uh, you know, her book that first of all, I, I really liked it because it was an easy read. You know, when you're tired after the end of the day raising two kids on your own and having no air conditioning and 110 degree heat, and you sit down to read this book, the idea that I could get the concepts, I could flip around different pages and stuff, and it's supported by TAPS, and TAPS is the Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors, uh, which I've had on my sister show, Military Mom Talk Radio, um, many times. So to have it endorsed by that group was really, to me, the gold seal. Um, and have it put together in a way that is easily understood. You know, some of these books, Linda, they're so hard to get through. I don't understand what they're talking about. I have to look up the words. You know, and I'm highly educated, so I feel when a book comes to light that gives us tools, really ready, handy, fast ones that we can start employing right away, it's really, really important that we not only learn these things for ourselves, but, but share them with our friends and our family and our kids. Yes, no, it, it, you never know when you're going to need these things. Just to have an awareness that they're around and understand what it is is, is, is invaluable. Absolutely. You know, for this book, especially, Linda, anybody who has a family member with a terminal illness, you know, if I had read this um, prior to my mom's death and, you know, as part of my toolkit, I, I think I would have fared better. So I'd like to bring Judy on and talk to her a little bit about uh, why she wrote this book. Um, Judy, are you with us? I am. I really like your book. I got to tell you, you know, I I was a little leery with the topic thinking how could you write a whole book about grief and I thought it would be so sad and and you know really bum me out but it wasn't it's like where do you tune for help where do you go and it was all right there in one book well thank you very much I'm, I'm glad that you liked it and that you found value there for the listeners who don't know about you, can you tell me a little bit about you personally and why did you write this book? Well, I wrote the book. Well, let me just start a, a little bit before that. Sure. Um, my life um, has been all about transition for quite a few years now. And um, 
At 38 years old, I decided to quit my job, return to college, pursue another degree. Um, you know, I was working. I was an interior designer for nearly 14 years. And like so many of us, you know, life was just going along. I was happy. I was doing work that was exciting and fulfilling. I expected to stay there. And, um, you know, just when we think we're on track and we're headed where we're supposed to go, uh, life throws us a curve. And without warning, my husband of uh, 28 years went on a mountain bike ride, um, which he had done many, many times before. But this time, he didn't return home. And the next time I saw him was nearly 30 hours later when I went to the funeral home Mm -hmm. to identify his autopsy body. Wow. That was really the beginning. Uh, and, And, you know, at that point... Um, of course, you know, a book was the farthest thing from my mind. I didn't even know about grief. You know, my husband died instantly, and my life changed completely. Every single part of my life changed. And um, over a process of years, at the time, I didn't know a thing about grief like so many of us. You know, as you were saying earlier, We don't grow up talking about grief or learning about it. Um, It's just not something in our society that we spend much time with. And so consequently, just like, you know, what happened to me, most people, when they're faced with um, a devastating loss, know nothing about grief or what to do or where to go or what's normal, you know, or how they're supposed to feel or anything. And um, that really was the reason that I wrote the book, because years after my loss and even after, you know, the time went by and I I did remarry, I married someone who was a widower who had lost his wife in, in an entirely different kind of situation. She was sick for a long time. The two of us facilitated grief support groups together. And of course, came in contact with many, many people, all ages, all different kinds of circumstances. And as a result of all the things that I have learned through my experience and the experiences of so many other people, I just decided that, um, well, really, it wasn't just my decision. Um, You know, I felt a, a deep internal sense um, that, that I really was supposed to write a book about this. And um, when it first happened to me, I went looking. You know, eventually you, you are so um, feeling such things that are so foreign to the way that you normally feel that, um, you know, most people at one point or another wonder if they're going crazy. Could you give us an example of something that really, you know, that turns your world upside down with, the, with those feelings? Well, I found myself, I'm normally a very calm and, and um, even a sort of a quiet person, and I found myself just um, having irrational Um, thoughts of anger just to, you know, to come up inside me. I would be walking through the mall and see a couple holding hands or with their arms around each other, and I just would suddenly become very angry um, irrationally. You know, it it doesn't make sense. That's not me. Um, I would find myself um, 
saying things in a harsh way that, um, you know, kind of reactionary way. And that's not me. Just, you know, things that were so different to my normal personality that, you know, at one point I, I actually thought, who is this person living in my body because it's not me. Um, I was nervous. I was, um, well, you know, an emotional roller coaster, and that is so typical of grief. Your emotions will just run rampant, you know, and, and you'll respond to things um, in a, a more, I would say, a more intense or unexpected way oftentimes than you normally would. So... How helpful was your support group, you know, family and friends, when you were going through this, or is it a very lonely process? My friends were very supportive, and my family was too. You know, thank goodness for my daughter, um, because she was here. Um, she lived where, you know, in the community where I did, so she was close by, and, and she was especially attentive and close at that time. The rest of my family was far away, and my father was ill. So, you know, they could only be supportive long distance. Um, and I had supportive friends, but, you know, the thing of it is they can only be supportive to a point because grieving is a very solitary kind of process that is individual. Um, I went, after about eight months, I joined a grief support group at our church, and that was really one of the most helpful things that um, that I could even, well, that was one of the more, most helpful things that I could do. And but it had to because, be when you were ready. You said there was eight months yes, passed, almost was, a year. There was about eight, mm-hmm, there was about an eight eight-month lag time, and part of that wasn't because I waited, you know, that long to join, but they just didn't have a new group starting until that time. But I wouldn't have been ready to go personally, you know, before probably six months after he died anyway. And, you know, that'll be different for every person. But um, the grief group was very helpful because I learned and I had begun to learn on my own, uh, you know, reading books and just trying to find information wherever I could because I didn't really know anyone else in, you know, in or near my age group who had gone through this. So I didn't have anybody to talk to and ask. But I knew that these things that were going on inside me were so not me that I had to try to figure out what was going on and what to do about it. I, you know, I surely didn't want to stay where I was. So. Well, and Judy, that's one of the things that I like so much about your book is it's not so much of a, you know, a going over of what's happening. You know, you, you teach us what's happening, but you give us like a roadmap to get yourself out to move forward. Because when when life throws you a curveball, um, you know, with respect to loss, you know, whatever that loss may be, there needs to be some guideposts because grief is a very lonely process. There's a big part of it before you can come out 
out and talk about it. And a lot of people do reach for the internet or reach for books. So I want to uh, let everybody know Judy's last name is spelled B-R-I-Z-E-N-D-I-N-E. Her book is Stunned by Grief, Remapping Your Life When Loss Changes Everything. She also has a journal or a workbook, if you will, that goes along with it. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk to her about some of the most important things she learned in her grief process and the remapping um, process that happened after her husband's death. So you're not going to want to miss it. Come back with us after the break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Get ready to laugh along with this little parent stayed home with Ali Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 Central on Togedad.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about 42. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And for those of you that missed the first half of the show, we are visiting with Judy Brizendine, the author of Stunned by Grief, Remapping Your Life When Loss Changes Everything. There's also a companion journal. You can listen to this show as well as our other shows on PoweredUpTalkRadio.com. You can go to iTunes under Powered Up Talk Radio, or you can go to our host station, TogiNet.com, and listen to our 2013 season. Uh, Judy, I I have a good question for you. 
Okay. When I was reading your book, there's a lot of helpful information in there, but what is the main overriding reason that you think someone should pick up your book? And we're going to give that person a personality. They've just had the loss of a very, very close person. Could be a family member, a child, a dog, um, a spouse. Why would someone pick up this book? What can you expect to get from it? What you can expect to get from this book is to immediately be able to understand what is going on with you, what you what you can do about it, what you need to do about it to be able to work through your grief. You know, um, and the book is, a, like you said, it's a very easy read. You can flip through it and you can pull things out that will help you every single day, even without sitting down to read the whole book. And if there's a particular thing that you're dealing with, whether it's anger or isolation or, um, you know, anything, emotions, anything that you're dealing with, you can just flip to that chapter if you don't want to sit down and read the whole book and you will find something that will help you to understand what's happening and what you can do. You know, most people when, um, I I think a huge misunderstanding we have about grieving is that um, we, we don't understand that there are things that we have to do to work through it. You know, we have this concept that grief happens to us, that it comes and kind of lights on our shoulder and sits there for a certain amount of time, and eventually, you know, it'll just lift and go away, and we can take our lives back to normal, and, you know, that's all there is to it. That is so far from the truth. Um, you, you actually do have to do something yourself to work through the grief. It won't take care of itself, itself alone. Judy, I have a question. When we're talking about grief, um, we're talking essentially here about uh, death, losing somebody. But, I mean, it could be, I guess, a divorce. Could it be that, you know, health-wise something happened to you? I'm thinking of Angelina Jolie losing two two breasts and then going through a whole uh, taking away her, you know, her reproductive system. I mean, that's a loss, too, I mean, especially to a woman. So this is a very, this is broad-based grief, not just um, a loss, uh, you know, due to a death. Absolutely, and that's another misconception we have about grief. We connect it immediately to death, but it involves any kind of significant loss. And, you know, we have losses all the time. Some are small, and, and you know, there's not a lot of uh, grieving work that is required, but any kind of a significant loss is going to produce grief. You know, just like you said, it could be a divorce at the end of a relationship. It could be a debilitating accident or, um, you know, a a long-term, very devastating health issue. It could be financial ruin, the loss of your home, um, a a betrayal of a relationship, you know, just on and on. Anything that is a deep loss um, falls into this category, and it's a, a a loss that has to be grieved to work through it. Well, and Judy, is that why, um, like, you know, during like a one and a half period year period of time, I lost both my dogs, my marriage ended, my mother died of breast cancer, I went through foreclosure, you know, they were all kind of tied in together in some way or another. And oh the my grief- goodness 
process to me got so confusing because I couldn't identify like one day I was cleaning out my mom's closet and I was really sad, but then I was so mad about the foreclosure. You know, there was, it, it all got mixed up together and it took me years for that to process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, all of those feelings that you mentioned are part of grief. You know, anger is in there, sadness, um, you know, even things um, confusion, like self-doubt, confusion, um, you know, just an emotional roller coaster. Um, all of those things are part of grieving. And it's no wonder, I mean, my goodness, you know, any of those losses are major. But for you to go through so many things in such a short period of time is very, very difficult. Well, and that's where I really found your journal. You know, my son nabbed it, and he says it's his, so I'm going to have to get another one. Um, (laughs) But what I liked about the journal was that your journal has, like, a thought for the day. And when you're dealing with multiple, like, I'm just going to call them traumas, you know, whether you Mm -hmm. think a foreclosure or financial ruin is a trauma or not, isn't here or there. But the fact of the matter is most of the time in life, a lot of stuff happens to you at once. It's not nice and neat and orderly and tidy that we we grieve our mother's death and then we grieve our dog's death and then we grieve the loss of our house. It doesn't work like that way. It's more like a blender. And to be able to sit down and identify... Like just day by day, what your thoughts are with respect to what you're going through with your journal, it feels like there's a place I can put this stuff because part of the thing that happened with me with grief is there was so much confusion. I didn't know what I was mad at. I recognized I was mad or sad mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever the feeling was, but I couldn't, I couldn't assign it to where it needed to go. And then I got really confused and overwhelmed. Well, journaling is such a powerful tool, and it when you just sit down and write, you know, just let yourself write about whatever is in your heart, whether what what you're scared about, what you're angry about, what you're confused about, what um, what tugs at your heart, just whatever those emotions and questions and concerns and thoughts are that keep going through your head, just start writing. And by doing that, you are actually pulling those things out from deep inside you, getting them out. Once you see them on paper, there's something, um, I I can't really um, describe how it happens, but there's something about getting those things out, seeing them on paper that helps uh, to release their power over you. You know, it's somehow by doing that, you can begin to let those things go. And instead of just keeping them inside and, you know, uh, that turmoil that goes back and forth that is not really getting resolved, somehow when you journal, you're getting those things out to a point where you can recognize them and release them. And one of the really neat things about journaling is that you kind of, you have a record of where you've been, where you're going, and you can really see the progress that you're making. So, because so oftentimes when you're going through the grieving process, you know, you'll fall back and you'll think, you know, I'm just not getting anywhere. I'm right back where I started from. And when you go back and read your journal, 
weeks and months later, you really begin to see the thread of, you know, where you're going, you know, that you really are beginning to heal. You'll see the changes that you're going through, and it's it's a really um, positive kind of a um, a thing that happens because it will give you hope. It really does um, give you hope to see that, yes, you know, I am really making progress. Something is happening here. I'm beginning to feel different. You know, there are things that um, I'm able to to do maybe to think about that, that I couldn't before without just being devastated by them. Well, and that's the thing, too, that that holding all that stuff in, you know, swallowing that rage for years, you know, the process of journaling, I found um, stuff can come out that you have been holding on for 20, 25 years, and you don't even realize you're holding on to it till it pours out on paper. And I'm going to say something, even though I own a technology company, Judy, I've done a lot of research on this. There is a very different process between writing something by hand and typing it into a computer and it's something like Mm -hmm. the difference of 5,000 neural connections for you to pick up a pen and write out Mm -hmm. your feelings versus type them on the computer and for somebody like me who's done both the journaling process that's done with a pen and a piece of paper no matter whether it's bound pretty or just a piece of scrap paper is a very very different letting go process than recording it on a computer and you're right it just stuff starts to come up it comes out and it's funny you keep your journals i burn mine i i in the summer i make a little bonfire in the back and i put all that stuff in because to me that's my kind of ritual of letting go because some of mm-hmm. my journals are just awful they're like especially my divorce journal with my ex-husband's affair I, there was like 50 pages of you are a bleep 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 bleep, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> and no one needs to read that but one thing that's really neat and i think it's another indication that something um really special is happening there is oftentimes you'll go back and read your journal and you won't even remember some of the things that you wrote you know, those things are just coming up from, you know, from deep inside you. And I know that I, there were times when I went back and read my journal and I thought, gee, I don't even remember writing that, but it's here in my handwriting. I know I did. So, you know, I knew that there were things that, you know, important things that were coming to the surface. They are, and it helps release that sadness. And do you ever find when you, like, I like to read back to mine before I burn them, and I laugh. (laughs) I just can't believe some of the stuff I wrote, and I was so passionate about it at the time. Um, But that passion has a place to go. Those feelings have a place to go, and it helps you feel organized amidst the chaos. Mm Mm-hmm. It does. It's it's amazing how it works. You know, I, I don't have all the scientific, um, you know, um, facts for how that works, but I know it does. It does. Okay, I want to give people your website. Uh, it's stunned, S-T-U-N-N-E-D, by grief.com. I love it when authors put a website that's the same title of the book. Uh, stunnedbygrief.com. Judy Brizantine has been our guest today. I want to thank you for being here. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some more of Linda's gadgets that she's brought online that are going to power us up after the break. Just through the night at a time of my life, ain't for 
lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political? Too nice to be real? Tame, even though you really want to be unleashed? Like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending? Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to The Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. The Chic Speak is the Wooloo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and our guest today has been Judy Brizantine. She wrote a book called Stunned by Grief, Remapping Your Life When Loss Changes Everything. Uh, Judy, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you for some tips about moving forward when you are remapping your life. Well, it's all a process of moving forward. Um, you know, we after having worked through all of this grief, um, you get to a point after feeling the feelings, letting yourself um, feel the pain, you eventually will reach a point where you're able to accept your new reality. And that's very key. You know, you have to reach the point. And it takes a different amount of time for everyone where you accept what's happened to you regardless of what it is and realize, you know, this is what I have now. This is what I'm going to work with. And um, so acceptance is key. Then, you know, this things like journaling allow you to release, to let go of what's happened to you and let go of the past and trying to hold on to what was. And as the healing progresses, you'll slowly be able to open your heart again 
because, you know, during this grieving process, we tend to shut down. We, you know, close our hearts because we don't want to be hurt again. Maybe we're afraid to trust. You know, whatever it is that's happened to us, you know, we kind of tuck ourselves in to protect ourselves. And as this healing process uh, moves along, we'll slowly be able to reopen our hearts to life, to new experiences, to um, whatever the future holds, and to embrace the future. And that, you know, that's really key. It's um, reaching that point of renewal where you can open your heart again. You can look to the future, um, you know, begin to test things, to try things, to, you know, get involved again in life. And you may do that slowly at first, depending on what happened to you. But, you know, it's key to put yourself out there to, you know, maybe maybe it involves uh, doing some things that you're not really comfortable with. Um, you know, when I started dating again after having, you know, not been in that situation for you know, how many years, 40 years, that was scary, you know, going places alone, you know, going out to dinner alone, going to a movie alone, doing those things. But, you know, I would just say put yourself out there. Um, it's not necessarily going to be comfortable, but you start taking those steps and you begin more and more to look to the future and to start dreaming again and to open yourself up to new things and whatever whatever the future holds. So um, it's just a, a, a process, uh, depending on who you are and how uh, comfortable or uncomfortable, uncomfortable you're willing to, you know, step out and do things, but just start stepping out and experiencing life again. It's a process. Judy, thank you so much for being our guest today. Uh, people can buy your products, your book, and your journal at stunned, S-T-U-N-N-E-D, by grief.com. Our guest today has been Judy Brizendine. Judy, I want to thank you for putting this book together. I want to thank you for helping so many people. And, boy, when you talk about remapping your life when loss changes everything, I think you've done a remarkable job. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's just It's been a pleasure. I really Wonderful. It. Wonderful. You guys, make sure you check out her website, stunnedbygrief.com. Uh, I'm going to put the microphone over to Linda in New York because, you know, Linda's one of our nighttime shoppers. She shops on TV, and she always has such good gadgets that she can share with us. So, Linda, what do you got? I think I'm becoming week? an addict. I, you I are. You are my I favorite don't understand addict. it. It's just, but it's so easy. You know, and everything looks so wonderful. Every miracle on, that you see on television is like, oh, my God, i got to have that thing. But, you know, I only buy things that I think I need, and I was willing to – I was ready to go out into the stores and buy them. So I thought, well, I'll give it a shot. So I've tried, you know, three things in the last couple of weeks, um, and, that I, and I've liked them so far. You know, I'll keep you up on it. But the first thing is um, this Chorus. There's a, a brand. It's K-O-R-R-E-S, and they make the most wonderful body butter. And it, it's very, very, it's rich. I mean, usually I'm, I'm going, you know, to put something on my skin after I, I have a, a bath is usually something I've bought in the drugstore. 
yeah. you know, a, a good thing. But, you know, um, but I'm finding out and I'm getting more aware of all the chemicals that we're putting on our skin. And since our skin is our lar- largest organ, God knows what we're doing to ourselves. So I'm trying to, to uh, find products that are much more natural so it's not all absorbed into our bloodstream. So this Chorus Body Butter is, is natural, and it, it it just it's rich. It feels good. You know, a little goes a long way, and it really does make a difference in the texture of your skin. So I'm, I'm really liking that, and the smells are divine. Really? You know, I, I'm a firm believer in this aromatherapy. You know, you smell something that's delicious, and it just, it, you know, it just puts you into another place. So that was one of the things that I... I tried in the last week or so. Second thing was um, on Shop NBC. They have this skincare line that I really am beginning to like, and it's called Skin S K I N N. And so they had, um, and one of the necessities that that the this guy uh, who's on there and owns the and develops the product, he says you've got to have this special scrub, which is actually a microdermabrasion. And you know what that is? You put that on your skin, and it's kind of, um, it's kind of, it gets off the dead skin cells. So I've been using that for like, and it really helps with um, discoloration, and it helps with uh, fine lines, and it just it kind of smooths out the skin and makes you a little more glowy. So I tried that, and and I like that too. I guess you use it like maybe two or three times a week. Uh, then you could probably go down to you know maybe you know once or twice a week. But I it I, it makes your skin feel very very clean after you use it, and you get rid of all of the the the, the dead uh, skin cells. So I've I've been trying that. And last but certainly not least. Um, and this product was from HSN. You know, I don't show favorites. <laughs> I go to all of them. <laughs> and there's another, it's, it's serious skincare. Now, um, I've never tried their products before. And, and, you know, they did send me some of their skincare products with the machine. Um, but I'm not, I'm not sold on their skincare products. But I, I'm interested in the machine because the machine is one of these handheld devices and, you know, Suzanne Summers sells them, and they're supposed to really kind of activate the muscles underneath the surface of your skin so that um, you work them out kind of like you do your body. And if your muscles are stronger and bigger, they're going to kind of lift your skin up so you don't look as saggy. Are you with me or am I boring you to to tears? It's interesting, you know, so this machine is sort of like, it, it, it transmits little radio waves. And so it's a handheld device, and you set it, and then you just have a, a sort of a conductive gel that you put on the little nodes on it, and you you just go over your your face with it in, in different areas, and it it almost feels like little pinpricks that oh, are stimulating hurt. the muscles. And I've been using it now for about a week. And the good thing is, you I think you have 60 days. If you don't like it or don't see any results, you can pack up the whole kit and caboodle and send it back to them. But I'm, I'm giving it a fair chance for like 30 days to see if I notice any, any difference in, um, you know, in, in the cheeks, in the muscle, to see if, they, if there's any kind of a lifting thing going on there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it does, I've like, left you speechless, huh? 
It does it prickle? It yeah, it feels like it's you know, it's radio waves. Um so it feels like little pinpricks. Oh. And then you can set it to, you know, higher or lower, but that's I guess it that is what's stimulating the muscle. You know how we had when we had Cynthia on the show and she was all about the facial exercises which really that that work too. Yeah. Um, but so this is sort of maybe the lazy man's way of of doing that if it works that you can um, actually stimulate the muscles um, not with all of the exercises that you're doing but by using this machine or handheld oh. device or whatever terminology they give to it. Really? Yeah. So you know, I'll let you know, but you know, it, it is. You know, it, it's pretty interesting, and I'm and I'm going to book some uh, some of the these experts on our show on our on uh, upcoming shows so that they can explain it in more <laughs> in more professional detail than I can. <laughs> you know, I'm just uh, I'm just a consumer. But I did meet a, a a wonderful woman yesterday at our makeover, and she is a holistic plastic surgeon. So I want to have her on the show because I think that that sounded very interesting. Of what is a holistic plastic surgeon? right really absolutely I mean you know I've been to Chinese medicine you know that have done you know facial you know rejuvenation and things like that with herbs and that little you like look like a cookie you like a a dough roller filled with pins I got to tell you that was not pleasant no Um, but yeah I'm curious to see what a what a holistic what did you call it a holistic holistic plastic plastic surgeon surgeon. I mean she actually does plastic surgery but I think she goes into it in a more holistic gentle way with her patients so I think that that would be interesting to hear about Um, anything you know we we were talking about loss today and grieving I mean a lot of women don't really talk about it or admit to it but you know as we lose certain things on our bodies I mean, there it is. It's not a major grieving thing, but it's a little bit of a, a, a grieving thing because we're not, you know, we keep changing, which is a good thing, but we're not the same woman we were 20 years ago. You know, we are a project in motion. So a lot of women um, don't really like the aging process. So they're, you know, they're doing really crazy things to kind of stop the clock, which, of course, you can't do. But some of these little, you know, non-invasive Things um, that we can think that we're doing that really do make a difference, I think, are pretty good. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, when you talk about grieving and loss, it's like I'm grieving the loss of lots of things on my body as it heads south. So (laughs) we're going to come back next week and we're going to talk all about uh, ways that we can get powered up. I want to thank Judy Brizendine for being our guest today. I want to thank Linda Franklin, my host in New York. This is Sandra Beck in Los Angeles signing off until next week. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and 